Welcome to the latest episode of On the Case, this time looking at the Supreme Court decision in Nuffield Health versus Merton London Borough Council, a dispute involving gym premises and charitable relief from non-domestic rates. I'm delighted to be joined by Jessica Hopewell and Edward Gardner, both senior associates at Brian Cave Leighton Paisner. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Lovely to be here. Uh, an absolute pleasure. So just to set the background for this case, can you explain for us how the business rates relief uh, for charities actually works? So charity reliefs is one of various reliefs that's available to qualifying ratepayers. Charity business rates relief is the largest tax relief claimed by charities. It was worth £2.38 billion to the sector in the tax year ending April 2022. It is an 80% relief from business rates where the ratepayer is a charity and where the hereditament is wholly or mainly used for charitable purposes. This relief is mandatory, so the rating authority must grant the relief if an occupier satisfies the requirements for the relief. It is not necessary to be a registered charity in order to claim the relief, but the organisation must be able to show that they are established for charitable purposes. And what that means is each of its purposes must fall within at least one of the descriptions of charitable purposes set out in the Charities Act 2011 and must be for the benefit of a sufficient section of the public. Charity shops can also get relief, but they will only qualify if the shop sells wholly or mainly donated goods and if the proceeds are used for the purpose of the charity. Although it's not of relevance in this case, the rating authority can also grant further discretionary relief up to 100% of the business rate liability. Uh, so, you know, a major discount's involved. It's, it, it's obviously you know, important to, to the entities that are entitled to this uh, benefit to be able to, to claim it. Uh, and I imagine it's, you know, quite a, a sought after relief for those that, that are potentially able to claim it. So could you, uh, against that backdrop, just sort of set out the facts of this case, uh, the key parties involved and, and the premises um, that are at the centre of the case and, and uh, how that sort of claim for charitable relief came about? Of course. So the parties in this case were Nuffield Health as the ratepayer and the London Borough of Merton, which is the local authority where the premises were. So Nuffield Health, some of the listeners will probably be familiar with, it is a, a registered charity whose charitable purpose is to advance, promote and maintain health and healthcare of all descriptions. And it operates various uh, medical and fitness facilities nationwide. Um, the premises in question, or hereditament using the rating language, <laughs> is a, a members only gym known as Merton Abbey in Collierswood in South London. Now facilities at Merton Abbey look much like you would expect from a, a commercially run gym. It includes a swimming pool, there's a gym, a spa and even a creche. And these facilities were provided primarily to those um, with a Nuffield Health gym membership. And as of April 2019, when the proceedings were, were first issued, the standard monthly membership was about £80 per month. And there were certain free services on offer to non-members, but these were limited in nature and not really of significance. Now, in August 2016, Nuffield Health acquired the Merton Abbey Gym from 
Virgin Active, who we all know is a, a commercial gym operator. And from, the, from this date, from August 2016, Nuffield Health applied to the London Borough of Merton for both mandatory 80% charitable relief that Jessica mentioned and the 20% discretionary relief from business rates as well. Now, the London Borough of Merton refused the discretionary rate relief application. And the battleground here was really over the mandatory rate relief. And just for, for a bit of context, from, for the period from August 2016 until early 2020, so that was when the, the claim was decided, mm. the relevant relief from rates equated to just under £950,000. So a, a significant sum here we're talking about from just one premises alone. Uh, absolutely. And, and particularly as when you're getting into 2020, you're getting into periods of lockdown when when uh, incomes would have been affected as well. Um, so with that all in mind, so uh, I, I think possibly uh, uh, the, the smarter listeners can probably uh, preempt what, what the, the, the key dispute in this case was. Uh, but if you could just sort of sort of uh, outline it for us in, in what the what the central issue was between the parties and how it was dealt with uh, by the lower courts. Sure. So as Ed foreshadowed, uh, this <laughs> is essentially about how you construe the legislation that provides mm-hmm. for the mandatory 80% relief for charities. Nuffield Health, as Ed mentioned, is a registered charity. So the dispute really focused on whether Nuffield Health was using the Merton Abbey gym for charitable purposes. Merton said when assessing that question, the use of the hereditament in question, so here the Merton Abbey gym, should be considered separately from the use of any other hereditament by Nuffield Health. So essentially you should conduct a site-by-site analysis. And viewed on its own, the Merton Abbey gym failed to qualify as being used for charitable purposes because the membership fees were set at a level which would exclude those of modest means. So the Merton Abbey gym did not satisfy all the statutory conditions for qualification as charitable use, including the public benefit requirement. On the other hand, Nuffield argued that the requirement that the hereditament be used for charitable purposes means that it must be a place. And in the case of a multi-site charity like Nuffield Health, one of the places where the charitable purpose of that charity is fulfilled. So the court at first instance agreed with Nuffield, mm-hmm. decided that the legislation did not require the question of whether the premises were used for charitable purposes to be decided by reference to the activities carried on there alone. Rather, the question was whether Nuffield Health was using the Merton Abbey gym for the pursuit of its charitable purposes viewed in the context of its charitable activities as a whole. And applying that test, Nuffield succeeded, even if persons of modest means were excluded from using the facilities at the Merton Abbey gym by reason of the fees charged there. The judge went on to say that even if you did view Merton Abbey gym separately to the rest of Nuffield Health's activities, it still satisfied the public benefit requirement because its fees did not in fact exclude persons of modest means. On appeal, the Court of Appeal decided by a majority that the judge at first instance 
was right about first point, i.e. you look at the activities as a whole rather than on a site by site basis. They unanimously reversed him on the second point, looking just at Merton Abbey. So Merton's appeal was dismissed by the Court of Appeal. And now uh, we've reached the, the, the final stage of the proceedings as the Supreme Court has given its judgment. So how did it approach the, the matter? Uh, what analysis did the justices offer and, and what was the ultimate decision? So um, in a change to some of the, the reasonings uh, the, from the Supreme Court we've had, we had a, a nice unanimous decision. So it's nice <laughs> it's, um, in agreement on this one. And the Supreme Court said that the interpretation of the relevant legislation is a two-stage inquiry. Firstly, and it's quite a simple question, is the ratepayer a charity? So now this is a matter of charity law for, um, for the majority, where if an organisation is registered as a charity, that is determinative for rating purposes, and that's the end of the first stage, and we, we simply move on there and then. To the second stage, which involves assessing whether the hereditament in question is being used for the charitable purposes of that specific charity. Now, this second stage doesn't really engage with charity law at all, unlike the first stage, and it rather involves a, a factual assessment of what's going on on the ground. And the Supreme Court disagreed with the London Borough of Merton's approach of just looking at what was happening at that particular hereditament of those particular premises, isolated from the wider functioning of the charity. Now, the Supreme Court said that this approach would leave the rating authority conducting some form of charity law analysis on a counterfactual basis on the unreal assumption that the only relevant premises are those the ones in question and that you basically had to ignore all of the others. The Supreme Court didn't, didn't like that approach and instead said that this, um, you need to assess whether a body's purposes are charitable by looking at its specific charitable purposes and the activities overall of that charity and not on a side by side basis. And um, just I thought it would be helpful to, to read um, a small quote for the Supreme Court mm -hmm. where it said that what it's not looking to do is it will not require the rating authority to don the cloak of the charity commission or the role of the chancery judge to decide whether those purposes are charitable or not. So you can see how uh, the Supreme Court is trying to find something which is workable here and is not trying to usurp the role of the rating of authorities when it comes to the Charity Commission. So applying that to the fact, Nuffield Health here was a registered charity, so the first question was answered conclusively. On the second question, Nuffield Health's charitable purpose included the advancement, promotion and maintenance of health. With the gym and swimming facilities at the Merton Abbey premises, they were clearly used for advancing or promoting health and directly fulfilling Nuffield Health's charitable purposes. And now, as a result, the Supreme Court decision meant that the questioning ended there. Nuffield Health was entitled to the mandatory uh, charitable relief of 80%. It wasn't relevant um, that the Court of Appeal found that the facilities at Merton Abbey were only, were not, were only for those who were not of limited means. And the Supreme Court summarised this as for the rich, but not for the poor. Um, <laughs> You know, the rich are still a section of the public who benefit from those charitable activities and those of limited means were not excluded from Nuffield Health overall activities. So in short, as long as a charity uses the premises for its own charitable purpose, 
it will be entitled to mandatory business rate relief of 82%. And there is no scope for a detailed examination of the wider public benefit from those specific premises alone. Uh, and that's news which I imagine will be welcomed by charities the length and breadth of the country. Now, uh, in all my years as a property law journalist, I haven't come across many uh, charitable relief uh, cases, I have to confess. So so in your experience, how significant is this decision and, and do you foresee it having major implications at all? I think the decision itself isn't particularly radical. It's mm. not breaking new ground. It's not making new law. but it is significant for a range of reasons. Importantly, it provides clarity on the relationship between charity law and rating law, and it allows them to coexist without there being any question of which one trumps the other. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Jess, it's helpful for charities to, to have clarity on how the mandatory rates relief operates, particularly given that charity business rates relief is so widely used by charities, as I mentioned at the start. And really, just stepping back, charities are a, a highly relevant area to consider at the moment. High streets and retail centres are still struggling to recover from the impact of the pandemic and the change in demand for bricks and mortar space. And charities are an increasingly common feature of commercial property as property owners seek to reduce their exposure to business rates through lettings to charities. So I think it's really helpful that we have this decision from the Supreme Court essentially maintaining the status quo on charitable relief, particularly because other areas of the business rates landscape are undergoing significant changes and are subject to considerable uncertainty. Your listeners will be aware from other podcasts in your series that, for instance, rates mitigation schemes available to ratepayers are becoming increasingly limited. For instance, the latest guidance from the courts suggests options like schemes involving property guardians mm -hmm. may be available to ratepayers. So I think it's helpful for all concerned to have clarity on the application of at least this type of business rates relief. So whilst uh, we're, we're likely to see uh, more rates uh, litigation based on on those types of mitigation measures in future, I think it's we're, we're unlikely to see too many cases follow in the wake of this one because of the certainty it brings to the to this area. I imagine. Absolutely, I think business rates is still an area that's ripe for litigation. But I agree with you. I think charity rates relief. This is probably the end of the story. Uh, and it's almost certainly a topic to which we will return on, on a future episode. So uh, thank you uh, both for joining me to uh, discuss the Nuffield case. Uh, and to those of you at home, you've been listening to On The Case from EG. Mm -hmm.